بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد what I want to say to you is uh, I want to tell you a story and this is a true story the year was 1979 and I just landed in Guyana South America I got a job there and I went off to live in this place called Kokwani, which was 200 miles inland from Georgetown, which is the capital in the middle of the Amazonian rainforest on the bank of the Burbis River. Uh, it was a mining town. I was the assistant manager of mines, which means I was de facto uh, deputy mayor of the town because the, the company owned everything. They owned the whole town. They owned you know, everything in the town. <clears throat> So when I found my feet, I asked people, I said, where do you get your meat? So they said, we go to the commissary. The commissary is the, is the grocery store owned by the company. So I said, yeah, you go to the commissary, but the meat doesn't grow in the commissary. So where do you get the meat? So they said, there's Uncle Mona, who is the uh, butcher. Now, Uncle Mona was part African, part Chinese, part Amerindian, part Indian, uh, part something else. Uh, he was about seven feet tall and four feet wide. And uh, he, he, I mean, his, his arm, his upper arm was bigger than both my thighs. Uh, he was a huge man. And Guyana is a hot place. So Uncle Mona used to, his standard dressing was a pair of shorts. That's it, period. And boots. So I went to see Uncle Mona. So Uncle Mona was sitting on his on a, on a stool there and uh, I went to him. He said, man, beggy, come, 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 have a seat. So I went and sat down. So I said to him, Uncle Mona, uh, where can I get my meat? He said, you get your meat in the commissary. I said, no, 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 I, uh, I need halal meat. So he said, halal? Now who's she? So I said, <laughs> I said, halal is not a she, halal is the way the Muslims slaughter. So he said, how's that? So I told him a Muslim man says Bismillah, Allahu Akbar, and he slaughters the animal sharp knife, cuts the veins and arteries on the neck and the esophagus, and that's how they are. I said, Aha, uh-huh, okay. So he said, Well, I slaughter once a week, and I slaughter maybe 10 animals or 12 animals, and, uh, and these are all bulls. They used to slaughter beef cattle. And uh, so he said, uh, uh, that's how it goes. So I said, I'll tell you what, why don't I come and slaughter one of them and uh, then I get my halal meat? He said, man, you went to university, right? I said, yes. He said, then tell me this. You kill one of them bulls and I kill the other nine and then we process all the meat and everything got mixed up. Now, how are you going to find your piece? So I said, well, that's the point, right? How will I find my piece? So I said, so what to do? He said, I'll tell you what we do. He said, you come every week and you kill all of them bulls and we, feel the, we, feed, we feed this whole kokwani halal meat. And that's what we did for five years. For five years, I used to go and slaughter 10, 11, 12 animals, depending on what the thing was. And we fed the whole town of kokwani halal meat. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is not to tell you that I'm a butcher in disguise because I'm not. The reason I'm telling you this is because, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, if you make up your mind to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
اللہ سبحان و تعالیٰ اوپنز ڈورس فار یو ویئر یو ڈڈ ناٹ امیجن دے واز اے ڈور ناٹ ان مائی وائلڈسٹ ڈریم وڈ آئی ہیو تھاٹ دیٹ آئی کین گو اینڈ فیڈ اے ہول ٹاؤن ہلال میٹ جسٹ بیکاز آئی وانٹ ٹو ایٹ ہلال میٹ بٹ اللہ سبحان و تعالیٰ میڈ اٹ پاسبل رائٹ آئی وڈ ایٹ دیٹ ایج آئی وڈنٹ ایون ہیو ڈریمٹ آف ٹیلنگ اور آسکنگ سم بڈی ڈو دیٹ فار می دیٹ واز لائک ٹو مچ آئی مین ہاؤ آئی گون ٹیل سم ٹو فیڈ ہول ٹاؤن ہلال میٹ نو وے Today maybe I can do that, but not, in, not at that time, right? I was a skinny kid. But Allah opens the doors. The Imam Al-Ghazali Rahmatullahi says, He says, make sure that you feed your children halal food always. He says, because if they eat haram, then it becomes a part of their body, it becomes a part of their spiritual a self it becomes a part of their morals it becomes a part of their mind so it's not just about eating it's about what the food does and food has a very very significant effect on us i want to close with another real story a friend of mine a very good close friend of mine called jaykan chaturvedi he is a hindu brahmin of the highest caste among the brahmin chaturvedis are the highest caste now part of their wedding customs One full day is spent by the priest, the guru of the bride and the guru of the, of the uh, bridegroom. These two uh, priests, they recite the genealogy of the family. They maintain the record. So they have records. I don't know any of us have that kind of record, but they maintain them. So they have records of their families going back to over a thousand years. Generation after generation after generation. Now, why am I telling the story? Because... The Chaturvedis never eat any meat. They do not even eat onion and garlic. So if a Chaturvedi became Muslim, he could walk into the masjid without any problem because he never eats onion and garlic. Right? They don't eat any meat. Now think about this. These are people who have not eaten meat for a thousand years to please their God. And we Muslims, if we, may, if we miss meat in one meal, we act as if the heavens are falling on our heads. Right? Please, have mercy on yourself. What goes into this mouth, I am responsible. Not the government, not somebody's grandfather, me. Because this is, whose mouth is this? My mouth. Instead of haram, if we had used the word allergen, and somebody said, you know what? I am violently allergic, for example, to nuts. Right? If I eat something with almonds or something in it, I am going to be literally hospitalized. Maybe I, I will die. If that is the kind of allergy I have. And there's a beautiful spread here. And somebody says, if I ask people, don't tell me something. Is, is there any almonds, any nuts in this? Somebody says, oh, forget it, man. Nothing will happen. Right? One time. Or somebody, well, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe, may not be. Tell me, will you eat that thing? Why won't you eat it? Why won't you say, well, you know what? It's the government's job. It's by my host, right? It's my brother Dastagir invited me. So it's his, it's his problem. If that thing has nuts in it, and if I am violently allergic to nuts, then who is the one who's going to do the dying? My, my host or me? The host is not trying to kill you. But if the host is wrong, I have to die. Am I, am I willing to take that risk? So am I willing to take that risk by, uh, uh, with, that, with that risk With respect to displeasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is a test of our iman. So it's not a chicken you are seeing there, that is your test of iman.
Don't think of it as a chicken, right? Make a big salam to this thing. And you are my, you are my test of my iman. It's not a chicken. It's a test of my iman, right? And we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to enable us to learn from this and uh, benefit. Wa sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Wa alaihi wasallam. Bi rahmatihi al-fatihah.